On today's episode, we're talking Gut Health 101 with the launch of a brand new three-part mini-series all about gut health. Hello, all of you wonderful, wonderful people. Thank you for joining me on the Fed and Fit podcast. I'm excited to have you here, and I'm even more excited to bring you some really cool content. I have uh, put together another mini-series for you guys. This one is only three episodes long, so that means it'll span uh, three weeks for the show, and it's all about gut health um, and digestion, and so it's a, it's a pretty broad topic, and that's why I wanted to spread it out, take our time, let's really tease apart some of the more important issues and, uh, and see what kind of fun pieces of information we can pull out that's relevant, that we can apply in our lives, that maybe we can share with people who are important with us. So for today's episode, episode one of the Gut Health mini-series, we're going to talk about Gut Health 101 and why it matters so darn much. So we're just going to lay the foundation today. Um, but before we get to the content of the show, I quickly want to just do a little bit of housekeeping. So, as you know, I'm back, but in the future, you will be hearing more of just me with the occasional guest hosts added in for extra fun and outside perspectives. So I've got some pretty cool people in the lineup for you guys. Carissa, who has been my host, co-host for the last, um, goodness, 30-something episodes, and I are dividing and conquering while we fine-tune our passions and keep developing content for our individual audiences. So while she is always working on her craft, I'll absolutely keep you guys posted on her latest projects. And remember that if you want to follow Carissa more closely and what she's up to, you can find her on Instagram at the handle nocookpaleo. So she's got some great stuff, some great projects. And like I said, I will, I will announce those here when we get there and some of the things that we've talked about. Um, it's pretty cool stuff. So anyways, we are dividing and conquering and I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, for those of you who follow my life on Instagram, I'm at Fed and Fit. You know, probably, that I'm getting married on October 24th. So that's just, uh, when this episode airs, it'll be two weeks away and it's pretty exciting. I'm going to be out of touch for a little while, naturally. Um, but my team has this series scheduled and they're prepared to answer some of your more pressing questions while I'm gone. So feel free to keep asking questions, keep touching base. And if I'm not able to respond right away, I will, I will get to you. Um, and if not, my team can definitely help you out. Okay. So like I said, this is a three-part mini series all about gut health and digestion. And the reason I'm doing these series is really in an effort to build an informative and hopefully entertaining reference library uh, for you and other future listeners. So I'm going to keep building content of this sort where I take some of the world's, you know, nutrition and health brain busters, you know, some of those more puzzling issues out there that are kind of confusing because there's a lot of information out there and people tell us different things. I'm going to take those, I'm going to compile a whole bunch of my own research and my own practices in my nutrition business, and then I'm going to bring it all back and present it in kind of a no-stress, let's-get-to-the-point perspective. So 
If you guys like this, please keep offering feedback so that I can fine tune and keep giving you what it is that you want. Okay, so let's get into today's show. Before we jump into Gut Health 101 and why it matters, I think it'd be really fun to kick it off with a quick history lesson about Hippocrates. So if you've followed me for a while, you know that I'm a bit of a quote junkie. I have them written all over the place. They're on post-it notes. They are scribbled on, I'm staring at this whiteboard in front of me. I have another one that's pasted to my computer monitor. Um, I write them in cards to dear friends. I use them to start off every newsletter that goes out, the Fed and Fit newsletter. And I send them regularly to the Fed and Fit Project participants. And when placed carefully, I'm of the belief that a quote can set the stage, tone, and direction better than the most well-written introductions. So... With that being said, when I was researching quotes for this series, because it's probably one of my favorite things to do, it's, it's actually the first thing I do when I am um, you know, starting on a new project and a new writing avenue, I will always research a quote first that I think really helps. Not only I think is it a benefit to the reader, but it honestly, it's, more, it's a huge benefit to me because it helps me figure out my thoughts in the direction of you know, where I want to take a conversation, a written conversation, albeit. So uh, when I was researching quotes for this series, Hippocrates was really the obvious choice. And I've got three or four pieces of his insightful words chosen for this series. And I think it's only fair that we know who this man was, or at least a little bit about who he was, so that we know why his words can offer us meaning and inspiration. So Hippocrates was a physician in ancient Greece, roughly 2,000 years ago. And what's most impressive is that he essentially invented the field of medicine. So before his professional pursuits as a physician, and as we know him, the father of medicine, human health and the study thereof and the treatment was essentially left to the fields of rituals, which are essentially, you know, rituals that are performed for the sake of the gods, you know, whatever will please please the gods and, and people place their health in the gods' hands. And the only way that they intervened was in the way of, of these rituals. Um, and then also the basic study of philosophy. In a lot of ways, it was kind of a, it's it's all in your head kind of work. And so what Hippocrates did was he was able to identify, and I know it's a lot more complex if there's any (laughs) Greek history listeners. Um, I studied, I studied Latin extensively in school. And so this is why I get extra geeky about this stuff because I think it's so interesting. But what Hippocrates was able to do was he essentially identified a blind spot in, 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 I guess, human health study. And it was essentially the science of the human body. And he created an industry around that concept. And that's, again, why he's called the father of Western medicine. So he started to build a body of followers, fellow scholars and students, via the Hippocratic School of Medicine. And that collective group went on to publish the Hippocratic Corpus, which is essentially a huge you know, group of documents that is in a lot of ways, ground zero for medical research. You know, it's kind of where it all started. Medical research started. 
Um, and in that chunk of documents was the Hippocratic Oath, which some of you have probably heard of, um, but it's essentially the original inspiration and seed for modern medical ethics. A lot of this has evolved, of course, over time, but for something to have, for us to really be able to go back 2,000 years and identify where, you know, the first pebble was thrown in, um, in a, in a pool of thought, it's pretty interesting. So his revolutionary thought at the time, um, noted that disease was not necessarily a sentence or a punishment inflicted by the gods, but rather a product of diet and lifestyle. That was revolutionary thought, and it's so cool to me. It's so neat. Um, and I think that where the big pieces of his practice, some of them, um, for example, one of his practices was humorism. And humorism is essentially, it's a pra- nobody practices this anymore, but it's essentially a practice where you would determine the health of a person by the balance of their four fluids to include two biles, blood, and phlegm. And of course, this is not used today, and, it, and a lot of people use that to discredit his practices, but what I think is so interesting and places a lot of weight on his words is that his perspective and daring insights to create a new field, um, it's just so interesting that just how how much he is shaped today and uh, and at least his 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 coworkers and his colleagues and his students it's just such an interesting interesting thing um, and I think it it dares all of us to branch out and try to identify some if if we see a blind spot you know try to create a field and and uh, and study what interests us so the focus of today's episode of course gut health 101 and why it matters so much and I think that the quote that summarizes this perfectly by Hippocrates is that all disease begins in the gut. He said that 2,000 years ago, and it's so interesting. You know, he didn't have the technology that we have today to really know and understand that. And truly, we didn't start, we being modern medical professionals and, you know, the industry at large, we didn't start to, I guess, wrap our minds around the concept of gut health and the influence that it has over disease until this 21st century. You know, mainstream research and funding initiatives didn't really get on board until relatively recently. So it's pretty, pretty darn interesting. Okay, so now that that episode of history is out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into the content. So gut health 101 and why it matters so darn much. Okay, so our gut for the sake of this brief conversation we're going to have today, is made up of two relevant components relevant to today's conversation. Um, Number one, the gut flora, and number two, the gut barrier. Okay, so we're going to divide this up, talk about both of them, talk about what does an unhealthy gut mean by way of the flora and the barrier, and then we're also going to talk about what is a healthy gut, like what are kind of signs that you do have a healthy gut, Um, and then we're just going to briefly introduce the other two episodes that we've got in this series. So what you know, it's now, you know, what's coming. Alrighty. So first of all, let's talk about the gut flora. So did you know that like, and when I say, did you know that I always hear Bill Nye, the science guy, um, did you know that our gut has over a hundred trillion 
bacteria living in it. That is, that is a lot of bacteria. A hundred trillion. I feel like there needs to be one of those over-dramatized echoes. A hundred trillion. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Human beings to our gut flora is a mutual symbiotic relationship. In case you're a seventh grade science self was wondering which vocab word to plug in there. These bacteria work for us and we provide them with a home. And while there's still a lot that we don't understand about this expansive and extremely complex relationship, we do understand that this veritable army of bacteria warriors help to ensure normal digestion. They help to regulate metabolism, which is not a simple concept, but they do play a role. And ultimately, they provide more than 75% of our immune system. It is pretty dang amazing. The gut barrier, the second component we're going to talk about today, um, to set the stage for the gut barrier, let's think briefly that the, let's talk about that the inside of your gut, right, from when you eat something, you know, inside your stomach, inside all of your intestines, that inside part of it is essentially the outside world, right? Your gut lining acts as kind of like a, the bouncer to your body, right? It will allow the good nutrients to pass in through tiny little regulated openings, and it will keep the bad things out, right? So, those not allowed into the actual body cavity will pass all the way through being ultimately expelled. So the gut barrier is essentially like our last line of microscopic defense against the dangerous outside world. Okay, so what does an unhealthy gut mean? Let's say, what does it mean in terms of the gut flora? So an unbalanced or bad gut flora means that Essentially, you do not have the warriors you're meant to have that are supposed to help with your digestion of food, help to maintain your metabolism, and help to fight off infection. So you're missing those warriors. You might get sick more easily, have maybe a hard time losing weight, and experience an unhealthy digestion or transit time, so either too quick or too slow. A too permeable gut barrier right? Because the gut barrier is supposed to allow nutrients through. That's how, we, that's how we absorb nutrients and how we stay healthy and we get energy. But when it's too permeable, it allows too much through. It's also known as a leaky gut. So your gut barrier is essentially leaking things into your body cavity that it's not supposed to. So this means that your gut's damaged. And when these foreign substances, these substances that are not supposed to make their way into the gut, into the body cavity, when they make their way through, they trigger an immune response by the body. So as we know, and I know you guys know this, but it's just good to say, inflammation is a response to an immune, to immune activity, right? So when we come down with a cold, let's say we come down with a common cold, our, we know that our lymph nodes, some people will feel their lymph nodes while they're swollen, right? That's an, that's an inflammation due to an immune response. And your body cavity or all over your body is exactly the same. We, we will become inflamed when our immune system is kicked in. And prolonged living with a leaky gut and an imbalanced gut flora 
can result in what is essentially a downward spiral of health by way of systemic inflammation. And this prolonged chronic inflammation can cause many different, I guess, conditions. One of them being fatigue, another depression could be a result of chronic inflammation, uh, skin problems like eczema or psoriasis, and then autoimmune diseases. We'll talk about this in another episode in a little bit more in depth because I know it's a curiosity point for a lot of you guys, but celiac, type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, IBS, Hashimoto's, and rheumatoid arthritis. Those are all autoimmune diseases that essentially can manifest due to chronic inflammation, due to an unhealthy gut. Other ways or other things that can manifest due to an unhealthy gut include um, other forms of mental illness, heart failure, and even autism. So it's pretty interesting, and it makes Hippocrates' words ring just a little bit more true and a little closer to home. All disease begins in the gut. Now, there's ways we can tease that apart and maybe argue some of the finer points, but it's a really good concept to wrap your mind around. And if you're finding it difficult to make healthy food choices, but you're highly motivated to be, to maybe right-size your blood sugar or um, to get off that, that heart medication, it's a, it's a good thing to remember that gut health equals overall health. So, what does a healthy gut mean and what does that look like and how will a healthy gut manifest in you and in your in your life. You will probably have healthy skin, healthier skin once you have great gut health. You will have level energy. Okay, no no more of those peaks and valleys and chronic fatigue. Level moods. Mood swings start to kind of even out. You'll have a regulated metabolism and or weight, you know, your weight will become easier to manage or you'll find it easier to lose weight that you need to lose. Healthy fasting blood sugar, healthy digestion, um, though note, I think it's important to note that healthy digestion does n- is not necessarily a sign that your gut is in good health. You can be regular and have a bad flora or leaky gut at the same time. So remember that chronic inflammation manifests in many different ways and it's often sneaky. So just because you may think think that you've got good digestion doesn't necessarily mean that you do not have a leaky gut and you don't have um, that inflammation isn't having an impact on other areas of your health. So just kind of keep that in mind. What I'm trying to say is this: there's a really good chance that if you have a problem in your overall health profile, um, there's a really, really good chance that it's somehow linked back to gut health, Okay. So a healthy gut really just means overall good health. It's a really good, elevated, 50,000-foot view of it, and I think it's a, it's a good one to share with people who are important to you. So leaky gut and bad or imbalanced gut floras are definitely signatures of an unhealthy gut and will be the cornerstone of our discussion for the next two episodes. And in next week's episode, we'll focus more in on the disruptors of gut health Okay, so really what are those disruptors and what are ways that what are things that we can do to work around them? Okay. And then in the third and final episode of the series, I will cover how you can heal your gut 
and get back on the road from the inside out to really good health. So short and sweet, you guys. That's it for today. Thank you so much for joining. I encourage you to jump on to fedandfit.com where we will have the complete show transcribed for your reading pleasure. Um, and then leave a comment if you have questions or if you simply want to expand on the topic. We're, I'm happy to jump into the comment section and, and have some really good, healthy discussion with you guys. And also, just so you know, every single show of the podcast, this is episode 40, every show is transcribed on fedandfit.com. So if you maybe don't have time to sit down and listen to them all um, or you prefer to read them, I've, I've got that available for you. So that's a, that's a really good resource. Or if, or if there's something that you like that you heard and you want to copy and paste and send it to a friend, um, you can definitely do that. This is out there. It's totally free resource and I'm here to share it. Last piece of housekeeping before I let you guys go. Um, because this is a free resource, the only thing I ask from you is that you leave me a review. The more people that leave reviews in iTunes um, for the show, the uh, the more people will see it. So go ahead and leave a review. Even you know, and, and I read every single one of them. They mean the world to me. So please don't think they're falling on um, on deaf ears. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. I'm excited to jump into the other two parts of this series with you guys, and we will be back again next week.